that's what I want. We got it. James, what's up, man? How you doing? Dude, I am chilling. I just got my ass kicked in trivia night at school. A little upset about it, but you know what? We're fine. That's all It's right. all good. That's all right. It's all good. How about you, man? How are you doing? I'm good. I just got to face hitters and air squad today for the first time since like my last outing in junior college, May 2022. So that was pretty, pretty cool. How did you do? Actually, went pretty well. Um, struck out the first guy on my slider, fell behind the next guy, gave up a double, but then uh, came right back out, struck out the next guy with a my changeup, then first pitch fly out to center. So pretty, Oh pretty yeah. cool. I'll, no complaints. Is that you you're still coming back from your knee injury, right? Knee What was and it? arm issue I had. Oh, what'd you do? Yeah. So let's let's go back to the knee. So going as you know, I position player and pitcher. I was uh playing first base last fall, 2022, slowing down by the wall for a pop-up. Um, and then my kneecap popped out. And uh next thing you know, that meant I had MPFL reconstruction surgery. Same thing Manny Machado did back in the day. Um, and that recovery took me quite some time. Took I got cleared for baseball activity again after around six months, but I didn't really feel strong for about a year. And then right as I was coming back from that year, th this guy started popping up. And uh, Mm -hmm. <laughs> where um, I, was it in your forearm or your like elbow? so it was in my elbow. And I was... I was pretty nervous because it got to a point every throw was hurting me. Um, I was feeling shocks in my elbow when I'd throw, Mm. you Oh. know, you know, oh boy, uh, just after knee surgery, I'm going to have to go under the knife, but got an MRI and it's just a flexor pronator strain. So Mm. I had to shut down for another six weeks. And now we just reached the end of that, uh, on ramp of, um, and facing hitters again, got just live babies last week, but this week in an inner squad. And that was, uh, Pretty cool to just after such a long process. Oh, dude, no, no kidding. Cause I remember you calling me last year and you're like, dude, my knee got messed up and you had to do all that stuff. And then you were telling me about all your rehab stuff. I was like, oh, hell no, that, that does not sound fun whatsoever. And Yeah, then you it have was to brutal. deal with this, dude. I had it. I'm just, I've been dealing with elbow stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I was, uh, Like I said, I thought I was going to need TJ, but thankfully it was a different part of my elbow. Um, Yeah. remember, because I, I saw the same doctor for my knee, so he kind of sped up the process. He let me get an MRI and see him later that day for a, a diagnosis. I remember sitting in the office and I was sweating bullets waiting for him to come in. I think I, I sweat through my hoodie like I was so freaking nervous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no no i don't doubt that no they uh for for me because i've been having issues right in that that same area Yeah, and like that's not i don't get like the uh so i haven't thrown in three weeks like in a game because of it they kind of shut me down they're like yeah let it calm down and then start throwing again and I don't get like, it wasn't like shocks or anything, but I was getting like a burning sensation like every now and then. And I was like, what is, what is going on here? Yeah, And I like, found Yeah, go on. oh, that, no. And then they just, uh, yeah, they like, shut me down for a little bit. Gave me like this anti-inflammatory that I've been taking. And then I threw a bullpen on Saturday in the middle. We had like a weekend series and you know, you kind of know me. I was like, Hey, I'm feel good. Let me pitch. And he was like, no. And I was like, what about our midweek on Tuesday? So yesterday, I was like, let me pitch. And he's like, no. 
Yeah, I was like, come on. And he's like, no, you'll for sure throw this upcoming weekend, though. So I said, all right, there you go. There you go. There you I'll, go. I'll take that. So I don't know. But how, how are you digging the new school, man? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, gosh, I was, I mean, I was here for, I was here all of last year, but then I got hurt two, two, three weeks in the fall. Mm -hmm. And so I just spent the whole year here, just uh, knee surgery and crutches and all that fun stuff. Um, but I enjoyed it. They um, obviously were like, the, we'd love to have you back coming in um, at the end of the spring. And then of course, right as I report yeah. here, right as we're at the face hitters, I was trying to throw through it, but it's like, this thing is killing me. Um, but it's been great. I mean, what I really needed was just an opportunity to, to, I wanted to do both as a position player and a yeah. hitter. And, um, I mean, position, yeah, position player and a pitcher. And, uh, they gave me that opportunity to do it with my elbow flaring up. I'm not swinging it right now. That's but, what um, I was going to ask you. I was going to say, are you still playing the field or anything like that? Yeah. Or so when, at least in the fall, the plan was just DH because of my knee. Um, they mm -hmm. wanted to let me take it easy. And then once my elbow propped up, since I'm a primary pitcher now, um, they're like, all right, like no swinging and um, we'll see if that happens. But I'm most importantly, I'm pitching. That's that's what really matters to me. Yeah. Do you have an expected date for when you're going to be able to see some action in a game? We'll see. Um, our bullpen has been struggling a little bit. There's I wouldn't be surprised. There's a chance they might throw me in there this week weekend. I'd be a little surprised, but also not at the same time, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no. Um, but, uh, you know, probably I think I could be activated possibly next weekend. So um, we're we're just about right around the corner. Yeah, Ooh, we're cooking. We're cooking. The boys are cooking. The old uh, oh, the the old ranch house or apartment complex is yeah, cooking right now. The old now. ranch at Star Pass, <laughs> Pima Aztecs. Gosh. Yeah. You want to hear a funny story? I've told this. I have no issue talking about this because I've talked about my issues with that place before on here. But, you know, like a few weeks ago, I posted like my media day pictures on Instagram, right? And mm -hmm. I'm like, it's like a few days go by. And you know how like when someone mentions you in their story, you get like a little yeah. notification. And I'm like, oh, who mentioned me? Click it. The Pima Athletics put me in no there. No way. Well, they don't know. It's a social media man. <laughs> but I saw it and I was like, bro, take that, take it down, please. <laughs> oh, Tell them to, or did you just leave it up? No, they, I just let it be. But I didn't. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't like that place. And I know you. You felt the same way. Yeah, man. I mean, I'll say, had the weird things that not happened to me happened, I may have not started pitching again. That's um, true. Dude, I remember that. Dude, you remember you were how? Oh, what was it? We got to talk about that 100 yeah. percent because you were like, I got to find a way to get on the field. And I was like, let me. I was like, try to see if they let you pitch. I know you used to throw a little bit. Yeah. So I, I mean, I got completely blindsided that year. I mean, I, I had a big fall. Like the fall was weird. We just played those games. Um, mm -hmm. we just played four games a week in the backfields at uh, the Rockies at D back spring training. Um, I had a big fall. I remember I, I hit 375. And uh, I was slated as our starting third baseman and um, started the year 0 for 7, which with a good fall and a good um, spring inner squad, you know, that's a tough couple of games. But I just got yanked and I never got to I never started a single time after that. Um, mm -hmm. And no, no explanation why. Um, and, uh, you know, not to say I should have been our three hole, four hole, but I felt like I could have helped us out offensively. And then next thing you know, week after week goes by, not getting to hit, not getting to do anything. 
just a placeholder in the dugout or a placeholder <laughs> to get ejected for a different teammate. Um, which we could get into that in a sec, but yeah, yeah. I just, we, we were just talking in the outfield and I was like, well, I pitched all four years in high school. It's just, let's see what happens. Let's hop on a mound. I mean, I, I threw like low to mid eighties in high school. I think I might've touched an 86 and then sure enough, we, I finally got the go, go ahead to throw that pen and somehow pop 90 in that first bullpen. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh my, I guess uh, we need to, we need to start pitching again. Cause I, oh, yeah. You know, it's like I'd be stupid not to. Mm-hmm. And now look at that. Now you get to do both. You get to yeah. you get to live. You get to live my my failed dream of being a position player and also pitching. Yeah. So, well, so congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you. Right now we're just pitching, so we'll see if uh, if we ever get uh, the offense is hitting pretty well, and we need pitching. Yeah. So I know uh, that's where the need and what my focus is going to be for now. But I'll be ready if uh, if they ask me to start doing it again. Yeah, they kind of when I when I got here to Newman, they were like, they I told them I can hit, but I hadn't at junior college, and they're like, well, let me see your swing. And I sent them some videos from DBAT. Remember when we used to go yep. get there? Yeah, when oh, I yeah. used to go with that Tucson, and they they go, you actually have a pretty good swing. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I was all right in high school. I mean, I don't know how fair against college arms. And then I got there, and then you know we were talking, and they're like, yeah, you want to come to the hitters meeting? And then I looked at how many like hitters position players there were, and I was just like. I'll just pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll focus on pitching right now. Yeah. I don't think we need any help in that department. Yeah. Same thing here. I, I'd love to keep hitting this year, but you know, we need, we need arms and I love to pitch. So I'm not really, I take no offense or not upset whatsoever by that. Yeah. And you have the nastiest changeup, one of the best changeups I've ever seen in person. And, well, and, and you're like, I, I've thrown the same one since I was like 12 years old. Yeah. So funny story. Uh, Brent Dean's former teammate at UCLA named Tim Schlatter, he showed me that mm-hmm. when I used to get pitching lessons from him. Um, and uh, he just was like, here, hold it like this. You just started throwing it, and I never stopped throwing it. And sure enough, here we are years later, still throwing the same changeup. Um, it's pretty cool. I know a lot of guys have struggled with developing changeups, and I'm just lucky that somebody showed me a good one early on. Oh, yeah. It's like the hardest pitch to get down. You, it's so difficult and then you'll go through like phases where it's it feels good for like a week and then next yep. thing you know <laughs> it's you lost oh, yeah. it and I'm, you're like so you're like oh god damn it now i gotta yeah it's this. like we're i mean it's such a feel pitch you'll think you have it figured out mm-hmm. one bullpen you go in a game and then you spike it and you're like good lord like where did that go where did it go or start missing up towards a right hander's head but yeah. um you know change-ups are hard <laughs> Oh, easily. I mean, all the hitters I talked to too, they're like a good changeup will get anybody out. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I, I remember one, one, my only good start I've had in college. I literally threw three curveballs the entire day, and I just threw fastball changeup for six innings. <laughs> you, if work. you're commanding that change, it's going to be lethal. Yeah, and I mean, you you're a right-handed hitter, so you know you know what it's like getting a good righty and righty changeup. Yeah, it's just well, if you show me that early too for the rest of the at bat, rest of the day, you're kind of mind after like, oh gosh, like it's in the back of your head. And is he gonna throw it again? Um, it just speeds you up and slows you down. It'll it gives hitters fits. Oh yeah, I bet. Kind of <laughs> oh now now we're gonna tie into the uh your ejection story. There I you want, go. You want you tell it and then I'll tell my side of it because it was hilarious. Let's yeah, you you go for it. You got to yeah, tell, tell the people this story. 
so at this point in uh um at Pima I wasn't really playing at all you know I by th at this point I've been benched and so I wasn't getting used for anything wasn't coming in for defense wasn't really getting a pinch hit ever so I just uh one of our one of our best players struck out looking on a pretty bad call and he got pretty pissed comes in like slams his helmet dropped a cuss word and the umpire was like what what was this and he comes on over and he goes he's like all right who said it and then our coach just starts looking down looking down the dugout and i don't know why i could feel it coming i could feel it coming and i was like and he just goes cobalt number 19 and i was like ah. <laughs> and you know this is game one of a double header and then the umpire just like runs on over and he's like he's like all right you gotta go you gotta go you're done you're done and it's like He's like, and he's like, you can't be seen from the field. So I had to exit the field. I wasn't, I was suspended then for game two because of it. Um, so I was done for the double header. Wasn't allowed to be seen from the field, but had to stay at the field. So I just was parked in a, in a lawn chair underneath a tree down the right field line for the rest of the day. That was, uh, yeah, if I could describe my experience at, um, there, that, that's a good way to just to, good way to just capture how things went there for me my favorite <laughs> this is my favorite part because it was like a saturday i think i think it was a saturday game in spring and you're a diehard mets fan for anyone that doesn't know you're born born oh, yeah. and raised yeah yeah diehard mets fan right so this happens right you come out of the dugout and i'm like behind the dugout because that's kind of where the pitchers were like that was like where we hung out as our like where the bullpen was i guess yeah like we were, that's just where we were because we had like the covid regulations and all that stuff and you're like i just got ejected it's <laughs> like seriously like all, all that from all that stuff and then you go you go yeah i'm kind of upset about it but also at the same time not because now i get to watch jacob de throw because he was starting yes. <laughs> he was starting in like like 30 minutes so yeah, yeah sure enough, you just sat there and you're like watching it on your phone. And I mean, I wouldn't blame you. I'd do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch the game because I wasn't allowed to be seen from the field. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to leave. And, you know, I there's the silver lining. It's like, well, I get to watch the best pitcher in baseball pitch right now. So I just was under the lawn, under the, the tree in the lawn chair watching Mets baseball. And mm -hmm. um, not a bad way to spend an afternoon. Would have rather been in the dugout, of course. But, <laughs> you know, things happen and. Yeah. At least, yeah, at least gave me some entertainment because I, right. I was stuck there for, I think that was the first inning rest of that game. And then all of game two, I had to sit there. Yeah. And those days were long, especially in the Arizona heat. Ugh. Yeah. Thank under the tree in the shade. That's, that's, that's how we were rolling. Yeah, I know. Now, now I swapped out the Arizona heat for the nice little Midwest, uh, cold wind. So that's good job way to pick there your you schools go. andrew yeah, <laughs> yeah. you, you want to hear something funny though um speaking of ejections our, our coach got ejected this past week this past weekend it was pretty funny he, it was it was a warranted ejection i think he uh he had a very valid reason to because well side note the team we've been underperforming like i'd say so you know we don't it's it's always been like either our pitching's on and our hitting's a little off or both pitching and hitting are on and then their defense is off and it, we haven't really put it together to where like everything's working together if that makes sense right finally this past friday we have a game where everything is together right tie game 7-7 going into the 11th inning 
right? Top of the 11th, we're at home. We're like, dude, we're going to walk this thing off. Like we got this. And then, you know, they get a couple runners on like one out, something like that. And they hit a fly ball into right. And we have a metal fence out there and the ball. So any ball that goes off, it's a metal. Let me iterate that. It's a metal fence. If it hits that and and then it's like, it's angled weird. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's like a, it's like flat and then it comes out a little bit and then there's like little like angles here. So if it hits there, it's shooting off in any direction, right? Like our outfielders work on it like every day in practice. The ball gets perfectly stuck underneath the metal and the ground and like just jams in there. And there's a literally there's still like we have the ball in the locker room because there's a gash across the top of it from the metal, like the lip. Yeah. It got stuck in there. So our right fielder is like he goes down to like grab it and he can't grab it because it's jammed in there like this ball. it, It was shit on. So he throws his hands up, followed by the center fielder throwing his hands up, followed by the second baseman and shortstop throwing their hands up because we can't get the ball, right? Meanwhile, the runners are still running around the bases like the ball still play. Umpire doesn't stop the play. He just lets it happen. And he's like, I can see the ball. You can play it. And he's like, I can't get the ball. Like our, our right fielder is like, I, I can't I can't get it. I can't get it. And then so he's waddling out there. And then finally, like after like three times of him putting his hands up and the guy's still running, he's like, Okay, so he digs it out with his hands, like gets on all fours, digs it out, finally gets it, throws it back in. And the umpires are like, well, you could have gotten it. And he's like, they walk up, he walks up to him with the ball. And he's like, look at this gash. It was stuck. You couldn't get the ball out. And he was like, well, we got to talk about it. Because, you know, no. like, like even if, even if like an outfielder puts his hands up, you have to check, like the umpire has to yeah. stop play to go look, you know? Because there's been situations like that in MLB where, the ball gets stuck in like padding or something. And then they go out there and they just pluck it out. And they're like, you could have played that. Yeah. But this was jammed in there. And so the umpire like didn't stop play two runs scored. And then our, you know, they talk about it and they're like, yeah, no, the run scored, like nothing changed. Like that ball was, you could have played it. And our coach just, snapped it. You got it uh, that'll do it that, that'll do it oh yeah big time and we we're like fire up the boys get ejected yeah well, unfortunately we didn't we ended up losing that game but that was that was a it was pretty bad it was a bad call yeah like in in the moment you know i i don't i know people were like well he shouldn't have thrown the ball in if he couldn't get it like he shouldn't have dug it out but i'm like in that moment you know you're, like as an outfielder you're probably like i just gotta get it in like if they're not stopping yeah. the play you know so I don't know. It was funny. I don't know. How are you guys doing though? We're off to a good start. Um, we just took two of three. I mean, sorry, three of four from Cal State San Bernardino, who is they're good. I've they heard were in them. the yeah they were in the finals last year. Um, so that was huge for us. Um, that was our first conference week, which really matters. Um, bumped us up into the regional rankings. Um, I think like sixth or so in the region, something around there. Um, started off against Montana State Billings. We took two of three from them. Yeah, two of three. Um, split against Azusa Pacific, but we played really well this past weekend, and I'm I'm pretty excited. We had our starters really showed up this weekend and and shoved, so it was pretty awesome to see. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean that was for us this past weekend. They all went. I think two of them. Let's see, one went six and like two thirds six and a third another one went five and a third and another one went like six and something so they came out and performed too they just the games just didn't go our way 
And but I, dude, it's awesome when like starter. I mean, you're you're gonna be a relief pitcher, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you're like, hey, I might get a day off today. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Your our, arms hanging a little bit. Our Sunday guy went complete game one on one on earned run. That'll play. That'll yeah. play. Let me tell you, buddy. No, I dude the. Oh, we had our, our starter last year was like that. Our Friday guy. It was like, I think he had two bad outings all year, but every outing it was seven plus innings and he had a couple complete games and it was like, thank you. Especially if you're, yeah. you know, you know, seasons taxing on the body. Yeah. I remember, I think it was a quote from Trevor May. It's like as a bullpen arm, if you're, you got it as much as you want to get in there. When you start wishing that you're going to get it to get in there more, you're going to get your wish pretty quickly. And then next thing you know, three outings in four days, something like that. So as a bullpen guy, you take, you want to be out there, but you take the days of rest that you can get for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are they, are you going on the track? Are you traveling like for the games? That you guys are uh, so far? Right. No. Cause I'm hurt. No, I'm yeah, not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you just watch them on the live streams. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, it's at the Azusa series. It's been our only road series so far. Oh. They were doing it SoCal, and it's fun because my my other roommate's recovering uh, from shoulder surgery. He'll be back pretty soon. And uh, we just had a live stream on the TV, and you could see our bullpen down in the corner. So we'd just be playing the game like, who's that warming up down there? Like, kept, kept entertaining and watch, watch the boys. Uh, yeah, we split that series. I have a, I'm not going to name any names here, but they have a fun little game they play when we go on the road. Some, the older guys, the guys that are 21 that are hurt, you know, banged up and stuff. They play a little, uh, a little, uh, game of drinking water. Um, they play <laughs> a little wa- yeah, they play a drink, a water drinking game. And, um, you know, they just, they make up the rules every game. They're like, all right, first pitch strike, you know, um, first pitch out, stuff like that. I'm like, Hey, you mean, you gotta, you gotta keep it fun and lose somehow. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not traveling, you might might need to make it interesting. But you know, <laughs> I remember. I, just... I remember. This is gonna this is gonna sound bad, but I'm sure. I mean, you're. I'm sure you're over it now. But when you when you had to travel when we were at Pima together, and like get on the bus and everything like that, and then like I wouldn't go, and you were like you you lucky <laughs> yeah well you know if you're not traveling and you know you're not and you're not playing you know you end up spending a lot of time sitting and watching when you could mm-hmm. be working on something you know yeah. uh, that's how i always felt i was like you know, i could be at the cage right now i could be you know i started pitching again in my mind it's like i could be working on stuff but um you know same time yeah if it you got to make things interesting i understand your teammates completely oh, there a hundred percent yeah, you know, you know, you're not going on these like you're not traveling all that stuff. You're like, or if you are traveling and just not playing at all, you're like, damn man, like <laughs> I'd rather be going to Vasa Fitness to watch the karate guy. Oh, that's <laughs> right, that, that's our guy. <laughs> Forgot about him. My yeah. goodness, I remember we would just walk in there because you and I were just grinding. We would just go to the weight room. We would go lift at Vasa every almost every day. Yeah, yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah, it's like well well we weren't playing so it's like well what can we do but it's like there's going to be another day that we're on a different team that we have an opportunity so mm-hmm. we made most of it i mean we were in the gym all the time and then yeah there's some funny gym and gym creatures there whether that guy who had he had like a fake knife and he'd yeah he'd, he'd do stuff like that it was pretty he had some pretty good moves it was it was a little intimidating yeah just some jacked some jacked dude that was just pretending like he was you know, knife fight with somebody. 
And yeah. we were just sitting there like, I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, you'd be there. I, he'd do it. You'd be there for an hour and he'd be on the turf the whole time. Just shoom, 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 just getting ready for some kind of battle. My goodness. That's a, that's a bad man right there. You don't yeah. his way. Let me tell you. What Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, dude, Tucson was just, I, oh, you got to tell, you know, what you got to, you got to tell the people about when uh, my car got shot. <laughs> oh man. Wow. <laughs> Gosh, you know what? It, what an experience I had down in Tucson. Um, anyone that's because we have some listeners in Arizona. I have we have like twenty listens. I see it, and they're probably like, "It's not that. Come on, it's not that bad." And then outsiders hearing this, they're probably like, "Dude, that place sounds terrible. It's not that bad." We we were just in a it was a rough part. Rough part. We were in yeah. We we were in an interesting part, and uh, I don't even think any of the team. Li- I think the year after that happened, they relocated the whole team to a different apartment complex because there's some interesting people there for sure but uh yeah um yeah what we were it was like we had an early road trip the next morning like a 7 a.m bus and uh i remember it was probably like 10 p.m the night before we're all in our rooms you know trying to go to bed early and next thing you know outdoor outside you just heard pop 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 and we're like what the heck all 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 walk out of our because you know it was a townhouse we all walk out of our rooms one of us was like hey is the door locked and i think fern downstairs is like yeah well, let's make sure little did i and there was a car alarm that went off that night i didn't think anything of it you walk out the next day you know leaving for the early morning road trip i see my windows broken i'm thinking at first i'm like like damn did somebody break into my car and then i see the bullet hole i was like oh <laughs> and there is um there was a note from the cops that said please it was like the sheriff please call your car was shot um and i think like and then the cop didn't want me driving my car because he's like it's part of the crime scene oh there's also a note saying the car got searched to retrieve the bullet um so i couldn't drive my car that morning and then i was going to be late because of this i remember texting our coach like hey like you know my car just got shot up there was a shooting here last night like might be a couple minutes late no response and then i eventually get there and i just see him laughing when I uh, pull up to the field, he's like, hey, you have a photo? I'll just pull it up. And he's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, his his daughter also lived there because she was a student at our school. So I think he was probably a little worried. And mm-hmm. what an experience that was. That was. Yeah, that was wild. Because I think also one person died in that. And then another person. Yeah, critically yeah it was like some kind of I remember looking at the story that was some gang shooting. And the person who got hit tried to drive away and then they crashed into a a pole like that stop sign right by there and mm-hmm. then the next day you go by and you see that pole's just bent and that was wow the dirty tea as we called it <laughs> the ranch at star pass for anyone yeah. wondering you know it's got a four-star rating on uh i actually checked it, cool it legitimately pool. has a four-star rating but you know user experience from my pers- own personal life I give it a two out of five. That was pretty. Yeah, yeah. The the showroom on the website's a little bit nicer than. And they the... bait you. They definitely bait you with that because it's nice. I remember going on my visit. I was like, "Damn, like shit's not." I was like, "Okay." I'm like looking around, like, "All right, all right." And then we get in there, and nothing's furnished. Like it's just like a, it looks like a prison cell. And you're like, Ugh. "Yeah." I remember. <laughs> I was like, "Gosh, we'll be living in luxury this year." And... <laughs> That's what I said. 
was pretty disappointed walking in for the first time. And I was like, I guess this is where we're going to be living. Like, Ooh, okay. Okay. Our, our fridge is not the same one in the showroom. Yeah. Not the same <laughs> one, not the same stove, the bedrooms. I mean, those mattresses were pretty brutal. Um, those carpets were nasty in a bedroom. My goodness. I, yeah. I didn't want to walk barefoot in my own bedroom. Hey, I did like having a, my own bathroom though. That was kind of clutch. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like that because I haven't, I have to share a bathroom now with three other people and it's rough. Yeah. I actually snagged my own bathroom here. So I, uh, I'm still living in luxury over here. Much nicer than the ranch at Star Pass. Fuck you. You're just living it up over there at San Francisco State. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> you just got the one roommate or you have a couple? So last year we were, we were in a, me and one of my roommates, Still, we were in a two-bedroom apartment. This year, moved into a house. It's got three bedrooms. I mean, four bedrooms. Um, got three other roommates. Same one from last year, and then uh, two other returners. Nice. Got a nice setup over here. Heck yeah! You guys are you guys the function house? No, we're not. No, no. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I, I know you. I know you probably been like, oh hell no. Like, <laughs> no, that's kind of none of none of the none of the four of us are like that. So that's because those two already lived here last year. I think that was part of the. The thinking of who to bring in to mm -hmm. this half cup just watch a lot of baseball watch the office watching that 70s show recently okay okay yeah we got good we got you gotta watch the good stuff i remember when i when i first moved here this is the same house i've been in since i got here yeah and one of my roommates was like the guy on campus if that makes sense like he knew everybody yeah. like everyone knew him and he's like oh i want to have some people can i have some people over and then next thing you know, you're like, oh my gosh, dude, it's midnight. I'm trying to go to bed and there's still yeah. 30 people in our backyard. What are we doing? Yeah, we know that happened to us at our um, at our place in, in Tucson. One of our roommates would always like to bring guys in. And next thing you know, we because we were upstairs, we'd walk mm -hmm. out and just be people down there. You know, nothing against people, but I just feel like, oh, oh I want to go to bed. <laughs> Time to go. So now I got to go socialize. Yeah. Got to make an appearance, you know exactly <laughs> now the worst was waking up the next morning and we'd come down the stairs and the floor just felt like there was oh yeah. there was glue on the floor and you're like, all through and you're like oh oh uh, i know i know i'd yeah i was happy at first i was annoyed being upstairs because of how hot it was up there but after realizing what that after people coming over a bunch i was like i'm happy i'm up here because i yeah Nobody was coming to my room, got to stay nice and secluded if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The one thing that did set me off, I remember this vividly because one time I came down, I was down, I was, I was socializing. I was hanging. I think I was talking to you and uh, Jose. Shout out Jose. It's one of my guys. Yeah. And, um, and then like, I, I heard my door shut up top and I was like, I like, look up. I'm like, who's up there? And I open the door and there's like six people in there. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, get out of my room. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that's why when I we had a weekend off and I went home for a couple of days, I locked my room. I was yeah. like, I don't I, I don't mm -hmm. trust you. Yeah, no. Dude, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I have a I don't know if you can see this behind me. That's my door to my room. It's a screen door. It, nice. Yeah. <laughs> see through. Nice. <laughs> yeah walk a, by while you're sleeping i got i got blinds on there it keeps, it there keeps it out, but nobody comes in here anyways but i got the best room in the house i have the old uh repurposed garage 
Nice. Yeah, nice. it's massive. I got like There giant you go. closet, everything like that. But and I have my whole gaming set. You know, I'm a big gamer. Yeah. I used to I used to try to get you to play. You you, you had what? You have a PlayStation, right? Something Yeah, like that. but I didn't bring it with me. I Yeah. it just got kind of fizzled out as I got older. Um, but my my roommates like to play um play on the PS4. We we were playing some. One of my roommates loves playing Rainbow Six. Um, Dude, my man, that's my guy right there. Yo, tell him I said, hey, ask him. Uh, you call him in here right now. Is he here? <laughs> Um, he's not. He's not. This, he probably doesn't want to come on this. I'm gonna be honest with you. Dude, I that's my guy <laughs> right there. I've been playing that game nonstop. yeah, so I played it a little bit with him. We played some played some NHL here. Some shell. Um, Okay. yeah, Okay. um, and NHL. Um, Yeah, shell. That's oh, what shell. my. <laughs> that's, I got two teammates from Col. I got three teammates actually from Colorado, and they're huge hockey fans, and that's what they call it. They call it shell, and they have like a whole tournament. They they make it a big deal. They got like a list and everything that they play. First Um, for everything, right there. I never yeah, heard. Of it. yeah. No, that's what the, that's what they they run. But I mean, I love it. I love being. The, I like the school I picked, and I'm sure you're in the same boat. We've had these conversations talking about what it's like coming, like being feeling like an outsider. at a previous school and then you come to a new school and you're like, Oh, okay. Like this is way different. Yeah, This is a yeah. different You know atmosphere. my like my first school at Washington. I felt very comfortable there. Just the opportunity wasn't right Mm when my. coaches who recruited me left so i was kind of less left stranded then going to pima definitely not not the right fit for me and then obviously i wanted to go back to stay in junior college another year especially pitching i wanted to get that under my belt so then going to el camino college in socal that was a great fit every couldn't have asked for a better experience and that led me to here and all i wanted was just a staff who was going to give me a chance to do what i do and that's exactly what i get being here so i'm Give give you free range to work on some of the things you need to work on. Um, not not my way or the highway kind of guys, and you know that's Yeah. very appreciative. Oh, no, it's huge, especially just finding anyone and like any coach or anything in general that looks out for you and has your best interests in mind. Because I know we have we share somebody else. Um, Cody Decker. That's yeah, dude. Uh, that was funny. I remember when I first met you, we were talking and then you said I forgot if you brought it up or if I brought it up about him. And you're like, Cody, you're like, I know him. Yeah. I used to hit with him. You know, I was like, Yeah. wait, no way. Said, yeah, Yep. sure enough. Yeah, shout out to Cody Decker. That's my Shout guy right out, there. Cody. Yeah, small world, because because of the El Paso facility and um, Mhm. for Bimal. He was there a lot, and then I just knew Cody from the club ball when I was ten to fourteen years old. He was one of my coaches while in the when he'd be in the off seasons from pro ball, and then as I continued into high school, I just would always hit with him, and I mean, always. some
What was your favorite memory from each of them? Starting at start, we'll start at UW. Not gonna not to put you on the spot or anything, but let's run through each one. So starting at University of Washington, and then working your way through to where you're at now. I'd say just a couple things there. Me, me and the people there, because I made some really good friends there. That was pretty awesome. Um, also, just kind of being immersed in that big school environment and just being around guys. It was just like a confidence boost. Like you see the guys around you, he's like, oh, this guy. Yeah, you know, this guy's later going to be a fifth rounder this year. That guy's going to get drafted, and you see how you can compete with them, and you're like, okay, I, I belong at this level. I can, I can do this. Um, yeah, the people and just the experience of being there and um, building confidence in myself as a ball player. And then at Pima, I'd say for for everything that may have not gone my way there, I got to start pitching again. And I mean, that one bullpen that I threw. I remember I was just like, I'm going to throw as hard as I freaking can. I let's just see how this goes. And then um, coach Gill got out the radar gun um, and then, you know, popping a nine, that was probably my favorite memory there. Um, then at junior college at El Camino, I had a lot of good memories there. Maybe my first outing probably. Cause I remember I, it was against orange coast college opening weekend and I came out of the pen and I threw four shutout innings to close it out. And that was just, you know, after getting kicked in the face at Washington because of a coaching turnover and then, you know, going to Pima and not having things go my way, like my first real college opportunity to take it and seize it. That was I remember striking out the last guy and I got goosebumps right away. Like it was like almost like an out of body experience um, and also a good confidence boost. Mm-hmm. And here, quite frankly, I'd have to say today um I've, you know, things just haven't gone my way because of injuries, you know, knee surgery and then an elbow issue. But to have my first inner squad outing today, like I've never faced live hitters here. This was my first time um, last week, just live ABs, but this week to really be in it and to have a good clean outing. Just it's like, wow, all that hard work of six weeks of crutches, relearning to walk, <laughs> like not even not even exaggerating um, for it to come back to that. I was like, it's a pretty cool, cool moment today. Oh, 100%, dude. And especially with how hard you've been busting your ass. Because I remember, like, after your knee surgery, you posted, you sent me a video. You're like, yo, check it out. I hit my first 90 after surgery. And I was like, oh, dude. And it was, like, easy. Like, it was in your backyard. And I was like, oh, dude, you easily got, like, 92, 93 in you. Like, it's coming. And then now this happens. But, I mean, dude, the hurdles, they happen, you know? And you just got to yeah, bust they, through them. I think the thing is it makes – it's taught me to learn my body a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, what things I should or shouldn't be doing for myself, um, what I really need to do to get ready. And especially from a, with the knee, like it was starting from square one again, trying to relearn how to move. So I think my understanding of the throw and how each piece works together is so much better than if I didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I was just a thrower before I just kind of happened to have a strong arm. I didn't know how to use anything. I didn't know what positions I should be hitting within the delivery. So that's, and also just make, makes you a lot tougher up here. It's like, gosh, if I got through that, I think back a year ago, I mean, I was walking again, but I was walking with a limp freaking sucked. Stairs were hard, that that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it makes you a hell of a lot tougher for sure. Oh, Oh, easily. And then, and then not only that, but then say like further down the line, you start dealing with something that's like, it feels like similar or like in the same area. And then you're like, oh, wait, I know how to deal with that. Like I've done, I know how, what exercises to do. 
Cause I know that's one thing that that's, I've helped a lot of people out here actually with that. Like, cause I hurt my back my first year and I was out for like five months. And now I've run into people here that are doing like, they have the same injury as me. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what do they have you doing? And they tell me that. And I'm like, oh, don't do that. And I was like, here, yeah. <laughs> let me, I'm going to, I'm going to guide you with the right way to do it so that you don't have to go through the same struggles I did. Absolutely. I mean, the only way to really learn is to fail. And I've, I've certainly had my fair share of failures to this point. And oh, yeah. it just, it just makes it easier. You could just mm -hmm. off the list. Like we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to do this anymore. Um, yeah, makes you, makes you a smarter ball player. And like you said, down the line, you just know how to deal with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, that also just comes with being an older guy on a team. Cause I mean, you're probably, you're one of the older guys on the team, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, you, you probably have the younger guys coming to you all the time. I actually made yeah. a, I made a funny TikTok about that with my, the other fifth year guy well actually he's a six year he's he's a little bit older than me <laughs> but we made a funny funny tiktok about it we're like just talking about like what it's like being a fifth year and we're like yeah guys come to us all the time for advice we love it we don't yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny you suddenly become the old guy and between like what happened to me early in school and then the injuries it still feels like i'm just getting started sometimes oh yeah and um you know but yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like, you look at these freshmen, it's like, gosh, it feels like just yesterday. I was that kid, wide eyed, you know, face facing, you know, you know, being 18, facing a 22 year old out on the mound and being like, oh, crap, this thing is like my first at bat at Washington was against our uh, our Friday guy who is who's with the A's now. And he was just throwing 94 mile an hour sinkers. And I was just so overwhelmed and struck out because he spiked the slider i would have struck struck out on three pitches if he didn't do that but um i think i took two swings two swings and misses called called striker yeah it's crazy you're like yeah, i'm good yeah, i'm gonna put my i'm gonna put my bat down <laughs> dude it's i i swear to god i feel like the coaches do it on purpose it's a freshman <laughs> because this year we had our first live at bats and i like they're like hey you're throwing here like we had it like slotted. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So I warm up and I get out on the mound and I never look at like who I'm facing just because I don't really, at the end of the day, you know, you still just got to put the ball over the plate, you know? So I don't yep. really worry about who I'm going to be pitching against, especially if they're on my own team. And I get out there and it's just like the younger, it's like the freshman, <laughs> like red shirt, red shirt freshman. And I'm like, oh, geez. Like, you know, like, like I didn't, it, out after the moment, I'm thinking that, but like in the moment I'm not. But then I'm like, oh, geez, poor guys. <laughs> yeah, no, like, and I was yeah. throwing, like that first, I think that first outing in the fall, I was like, I think I was 90, 93. So with yeah. good sliders that, and stuff. Like maybe, I mean, yeah, you're not facing those guys in high school for sure. <laughs> like you're just not. Maybe every now and then you'll get a one off and you're like, oh, that guy's throwing hard. And it's like 91. But that's just, exactly. That's yeah, there, there is some good, there is some pretty high level throwers in our league, but it'd be like maybe two or three guys and two or three guys throughout the season that you're, that were really pumped. I mean, we had one guy get drafted. He's in the big leagues now with the, with the A's. He was traded for Matt Olson from the Braves. Really? Oh yes. Just hit a triple off him senior year. That's my little <laughs> fame, fame to claim right there. But yeah, he was a stud. He was throwing like 94, 95 as a 17 year old. So it was just, yeah. just stupid. Yeah. It's, I saw, I saw videos like a high schooler throwing a hundred miles an hour. 
and it was like imagine failing like an algebra like high school algebra test yeah. and then and then you have to face 100 miles an hour at your game the, the same you night got to go face the next chase burns real quick while <laughs> you're like ah, yes i love it dude dude i, I always my teammates ask me they're like hey do you think you could hit right now like one of my one of the freshmen asked me that cuz we hit i did pitcher bp in the at the end of the fall and i hit a couple home runs and they were like and then he was during the game he's like do you think you could get a hit like you think you could hit like how many at bats would it take you for you to like make contact and get a hit and i was like i was like who's throwing cuz <laughs> i was like it depends like if it's just like if it's the relief pitcher that we faced this past weekend that was 90 to 94 like uh, i'm not touching that thing i'm gonna be honest like i know it's i know it's hard but i haven't seen live pitching for so long yeah i don't think i'd be able to touch that there's a difference i remember first time i faced a guy throwing 90 in high school like that jump is different like every Mm -hmm. as you get older guys keep throwing harder but when you start getting guys that really can pump some cheese down there it's it's different. It's different. You got no time to react. And then if they have a good, good change up, good slider to mix with it, like you really need to be on it. You need to be, you need to have a real approach to get the, mm-hmm. you know, someone might get away with it, but it's not, it's not easy. Hitting's hard. Oh, hitting is very hard. And then there's also a lot of people that are extremely good at it. Like I remember when I had Julio Valdez on here, he's uh he's with the Texas Rangers pitching coach. And basically for him, he had like a group of guys that he's worked with for a couple of years now, and they kind of just moved everybody up a level. And he was still the pitching coach; like they moved him up at the same time, so he's still with the same guys. And he was like, "Yeah, I think it was like a their first like series in in low A. This is low A, by the way. This yeah. is and they they just came from like rookie ball, whatnot, Dominican league. And he said all the, all the pitchers were like, "Dude, they're not swinging." Like these hitters aren't swinging at like good pitches, and he's like, "Well, yeah, man, it's just gonna get harder." <laughs> oh yeah, and they just spit on it, and you make like a really good pitch, and you're like, "Are you fucking, are you fucking serious? Yeah. How much better do I have to get it?" Absolutely. I mean, even just at the junior college level, like finally pitching again at the college level, because you start to realize just how much the need for I need to be able to get multiple pitches over for strikes. Like, mm-hmm. not gonna be able to fool. Like in high school, I may have never established a changeup for a strike a whole outing, but they're going to keep chasing it. When you're here, especially pro ball, like uh, like the guy you were talking about, they're just going to spit on it. You need to show that you can put the ball where you want it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how much it moves. Doesn't matter how dirty you think it is. If if it's not near the zone, they're not going to touch it. They're not going to oh. look at it. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I have a perfect example of that when we played a uh, team Israel in that like exhibition match, and uh. I was, you know, I had like, I don't know if you remember, but my outing was rough. <laughs> it was uh, not a fun one. I did get a velo slap and smelling salts from Eric Sim. Remember that? That remember was cool. That. I might, yeah. if I turn this into a video clip, I'm gonna throw up that video, that little snippet of him. I might have been sl- the one taking video of that. No, yeah, no, it, it was dugout. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. And then, and then I go out there, and he's like, "Let's go, rip it, 95." And I was like, "87." And I was all over the place. I think I plunked like three guys. And then, but I remember I had like a full count on a left-handed hitter. And I don't know his name, but played for Team Israel, was a minor leaguer. Yeah, he could, yeah, they were good. But he's a lefty and I have a full count on him and I throw him like, still remember it clear as day. Uh, It was a perfect changeup. Like the most 
pure changeup I could have ever thrown for for how I was like my skill level at that time. And it, I see it, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. He's swinging, and he just goes, takes it for ball four. And I was like, oh, come on! I was like, you got to be kidding me! And then Cody pulled me after that because he was our man. He was our manager yeah. for that for that game. And I was like, all right, that's that was rough. And I remember telling him that, like on a radio, like I want to, we went on a radio show and he brought me on and I told that story. And I was like, I just remember like I threw it and then I just saw him stride and just watch it the entire way and then ball four. And I was like, oh my yep. gosh, that's impressive. <laughs> it's a running joke. I was yeah, like, I, I would have fooled me. Yes, seriously. Those guys are built different. I mean, professional hitters. They see the ball differently from us. They really do. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time! And then, <laughs> speaking of the would have fooled me, we have a we have a funny joke. Our our coach was uh saying we're gonna start doing like bullpens. You know, we chart for all our pens and stuff. And he said we're gonna start doing like uh, punishments for not, you know, being at a certain threshold. So like, say we have twenty pitches, you got to throw like twelve of them or more for strikes. And if you don't, you're gonna have to do stuff. And all the pitchers looked at each other, and me and my buddy. We're like, we look at each other, we're like, hey, uh, if we we're charting for each other, you just want to hit us with the would have fooled me. <laughs> hit a little check mark. <laughs> I would have swung. Help out the boys. Yeah. <laughs> you like, do what you gotta do. I would have swung. Yeah. No, no, that's a great pitch. Yeah, fooled me. 100 percent 100 percent Not the corner. Looks good. Yeah. <laughs> that's in the other batter's box. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. No, easily, easily. I don't know. Are you like uh how's the pitching coach there? He's been good. I mean, yeah. uh, he's a uh, he's younger. He just had a pro ball um what i think his last pro ball season was 21 or so he was with the orioles just got cut short because of a a shoulder issue but um really chill dude um and kind of just kind of just lets us do our thing it's not like he's forcing you to be a certain way or throw a certain way um what was nice is these past couple weeks are, were my really first time getting being able to work with him and bullpens because it's just been rehab mm -hmm. so much so my sample size with it but you know we we're messing around with some stuff you know it it's just that i it's definitely a good fit here definitely yeah. are they make you guys run not too much not too oh. much it's all oh, yeah no it's it all makes sense like that's that's what i mean it's just like all right like eight eight hit eight sprints after like after my outing like there's this big hill behind center field eight hill sprints like normal like That's beneficial it, it makes sense benefit in that. yeah um you know like just talk about just to flush out the body there's nothing mm. he's making us do that that you're like oh gosh my body's gonna be so sore no everything everything has a purpose when it comes to running well what do you mean you you wouldn't rather do 10 pulls no definitely not why not why not done, man done... you don't you don't want to get better I guess not. I guess not. No, we've done that zero times. Sprints, maybe some jog sprint jogs mixed in there. Mm -hmm. um, but all all the kind of stuff that you want as a pitcher for sure. You know what I've served I've been doing recently is uh those water bag exercises. My roommate has a uh, has one of those water bags, like the ones that the long ones. I just bought one a week ago. That's funny. Oh dude, have you tried it yet? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I it was hurting to laugh after I did it. I started doing it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it started yeah. cramping in my head. Like that it's no joke. Like if you do that the right way, you are sore for the next two days. Oh yeah. And but the I love the patterning that it's helped me with. 
doing some of those drills. Like I feel like my lower half and tor like it just gets everything in sync. Mm -hmm. When I've done some of the pitching specific stuff with it, I'm a big fan of the water bag. And I hadn't really used it much till this semester. And that's why I bought my own because I was like, I want I want one of these things. Yeah, I lucked out. My roommate has like three. He has like a, he has Oh, like my. the yeah. He's got like the long one that I've been using. And then he's got like a ball. He's got the Yeah. ball one, and then he said he has a smaller ball that you can use for like arm care stuff, where it's Yep. like it's a little bit more condensed, but it still I've seen moves that, around. yeah. Yeah, and he has that one too, but. Yeah, I looked out. So I've just been I've just been bumming off him and using <laughs> using his for all my exercises. But Yeah, yeah, they he they'll whoop you up. Yeah, our pitching coach will have us. He's we've got the the ball water bag there. Mm We'll hmm. do some drills on the mound, PVC stuff. That's it's like I said, like it's not a we actually get a chance to really work on things in Mm a hmm. uh like it's we do dry mound work, you know, stuff to work actually work on stuff and make adjustments. So I'm So that's why I said no complaints over here. Yeah, no, I, the, uh, well, the biggest thing for me on the water bag and why I like it is it, it, if you don't like organize the right way, it's not going to move the right way. And you can actually Yeah. feel it. Like you're like, Oh, that didn't feel the same. Like Yeah, that you're going one to didn't. fall over. Well, not only that, but then like the way the water moves inside of it, like I feel it like instantly. You're like, Oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't like, okay. I rotated too early on that one or I rotated too late. And then you get one, and you're like, oh, that felt good. And then you're like, let me try that again. And you get that again, and then you just adjust based on that. Because somebody asked me, like one of my teammates asked me why. He was like, why do you like those? Because I started doing them. And I was like, I, it just, you have more like instant feedback, you know? Because. Absolutely. Like it, it's helped me a lot with my finish to um, get it with a better lead block leg for sure with, a, with my block leg. Cause that's been an issue recently of mine where I'll just kind of get stuck in a bent position and it's forced me to, to really like, to really lock that out at release and uh big fan, big fan of the water bags. Was that the uh was that the knee that you hurt? Your Yeah. lead like okay, yeah, that that also might be a, a reason why. Yeah, definitely. But now it I mean my knees a hundred percent at this point, but subconsciously sometimes Yeah. as I've come back, I notice sometimes my leg doesn't want to do certain things, but it's like, nope, you're okay. Knee's fine, you can do this. And then uh yeah, it's it's been part of the when I said I had to start from square one with moving again down the mound, it it really it really forced me to. But those are things I might have not picked up on or thought about before getting hurt, um, because it forced me to strip down. Mm -hmm. oh yeah no i uh <laughs> i want to ask you this because this so being someone that hurt their knee so i have patella tendonitis bad both sides and it's usually i do a good job of like mitigating it i do a lot of stuff so so that doesn't become an issue but every now and then i'll have really bad flare-ups and like what was this like a month and a half ago uh this girl that was on the volleyball team she's doing like a, a research study for one of her classes and it's on like eccentric hamstring exercises and like what they can do, like the benefits of what on. And there's like a list of exercises and she asked me if I'd do them. So I started doing those. Like it was like three times a week. And I noticed that like my knee pain started going away. Like I didn't have it as much. So when you were doing like your rehab on that, do they have you doing a lot of like eccentric hamstring work in addition Oh to yeah. already like strengthening and whatnot of the quad? Yeah. So the big thing at first was quad work because my leg got it completely atrophied. Like my quad was this, just like this big, like my, my knee was wider than my thigh at that point. Cause it just, the bone on the side, Mm-hmm. 
at first just a lot of basic quad and um, hamstring strengthening as well as my calf. But um, as time went on, what we did a lot of it, have you ever seen the blood flow restriction BFR? Oh yeah. That's So they, a, that's a bitch. Let me oh tell yeah. you. Yeah. So a lot, a lot, a lot of that. And it was just super, at first, super simple exercises like hamstring curls, quad extensions, which was like a two pound weight on my foot, which was impossible at the time. Um, slowly but surely, lots of glute strengthening, really everything. But you're, you are right. It was, I don't know if there's necessarily a focus solely on my hamstrings um, because my quad was the main thing that went, that just completely disappeared on me. Um, it was everything. Gosh, that was such a brutal, brutal experience. <laughs> but a um, little bit of everything for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh i've heard i've heard stories because one of my teammates he's a pitcher he in high school did the same thing as you oh excuse me he did the same thing as you but basically his knee like the tore like a bunch of stuff in there and like his knee was like backwards right so he had to get surgery and like just completely retrain it and whatnot and he was like explaining to me some of the exercises and he was like and he was like here try this and i had he had me do it and i was like that's hard and he was like yeah now try doing that when you've been in a cast for like you said like six weeks <laughs> and on crutches <laughs> yeah he's like i couldn't it's walk rough i remember uh a week post-op because i went to get my stitches out and i took the brace off hadn't seen my knee or the wound for the week because it was all covered and they were asked me to do a single leg raise i was just lying down there and they go lift up your leg and it was just like nope can't do it can't lift it up oh dude <laughs> oh that's that's so bad yeah I'm it so was done so bad <laughs> like just as simple as lift your leg up and nope stuck not hard happening hard it's like stuck you're trying you're like trying to like like do it do it nope won't go up dude oh no 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 i'm i'm thankful <laughs> i haven't had to deal with one of those knock on wood i, I got a lot of wood around me i'll knock on we're knock on yeah wood after we're done here i wouldn't but wouldn't wish that on anyone oh yeah anybody yeah that does go through it i'll say get ready you're in for a mental roll an emotional roller coaster and when you get to the end you're going to be a hell of a lot stronger because of it Yeah, I mean, and you know, uh, at least now. Well, when when did this happen again? Was this was in this is Last, all of last year, all of last year. all 2022, surgery, October 28th, Mm. So you had to. I mean, at least you got to recover watching your your Mets play last spring. 2022. Yeah, yeah, tough season last year, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw that little jab in in there. You know, it was Oh, rough yeah. And for me the yesterday. thing is, my kneecap popped out like a couple. It first popped out right before the playoffs. And then for that heartbreaking um, series loss to the Padres, that was, that was a tough time for sure. Yeah, have you caught have you caught <laughs> any of their spring training games so far? yeah, so I was watching today a little bit towards the end. Um, these day games, though, kind of make it tough. I love Yeah. What I love is coming back after practice to, you know, seven seven Eastern games so I can just turn it on right away and, and watch it. But I've been keeping track. Yeah. No, I haven't I haven't kept track of the Brewers, which is my team at all. I'm not sure how they're going to be this year. They met my Mets stole David Stearns from you guys. Um Well, uh, they're fire sailing. I mean, they got rid of our best manager, the best manager they've ever had. And that was, that was sad. Craig council. I was like, yeah, and you're going to he let got him. paid over in Chicago though. He got paid. Yeah. Yeah. It's a division rival. So they're probably going to end up beating us out. And then we lost, and then they lost Corbin Burns too. Ouch. That was a Yeah. bummer. I don't know. Pro baseball, you know, you and me both, we're just going to be 
fans of poverty franchises. <laughs> hey, I'm all, I'm a positive Mets fan. I because like they stole David Stearns, the director of baseball ops from the from the Brewers. I'm like, look what he look what he did with the Brewers on a minimal payroll. Now he's got the big checkbook of Steve Cohen. We'll see. This year, I'm I'm optimistic that they could sneak into a wild card. I don't think they're going to win the division, but um, I think the future is bright for them in the next couple of years. I'm, I'm not just saying that because I'm a Mets fan. I really think, really think they can. What they can do? What did you think of the? Uh, oh, who? Who did they? Was it to the Braves they traded or no? The Rangers. It was the Degrom trade. Oh yeah, well, well, Scherzer got traded to the Rangers. No, it was Scherzer. That's that's yeah. who. What did you think of that? Um, it was kind of tough because it meant all right, fire sale. They're clearly giving up on the year. That being said, I love Max, but he's going to be out for because he only had one more year on his deal, and he's going to be out for half the season. And they got Acuna's younger brother for him, so I'm like, as much of it's as it sucks in the moment, I'm like. I feel like this could end up being a pretty good deal, but it just knowing that the season was a lost cause at that point, that they're w waving the white flag. Um, gosh, I loved it. Being able to see Scherzer and DeGrom go back to back was something special. That was, I'll cherish that for sure. Yeah. Well, and you got to see DeGrom pitch in person. So, oh, yeah. That you told me about that. I'm sure that was an electric experience. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I saw him throw. I think he went six shutout against the, the Padres and um remember he he had the bases loaded one inning three two count two outs and he threw like his first curveball of the year and got a guy to sword through it it was just like this guy is unbelievable just Jacob DeGrom doing Jacob DeGrom things you know yeah. no biggie like I always I watch as many I watch nearly every single Mets game but during his prime when I I was watching a Jacob DeGrom start every single time you couldn't miss that oh no you I remember the uh Oh, what was it? I think it was a game. We didn't go. You didn't travel either back when we were at Pima. And we were able to stay. And it was the game that he threw like a nine. It was nine innings, one hit. And we were listening to it on the radio while we were driving back from like Vasa Fitness. Something like that. Yeah. I 100% remember that because you were like, you're like, oh, we get to listen. We get to watch the DeGrom game because it was on in the gym. And then you put it on in the car on the way back. And then you have nine innings shoved like yeah 13, it was 14 punchies gosh i miss him i miss him <laughs> we wish him the best hopefully he gets he gets healthy and he's back on the bump soon but oh yeah i can't i'll always be rooting for him always yeah i've always been interested in seeing because he's super like out of when he's not when it's not season he's kind of out of the limelight i've always been interested to see like what he does in the off season yeah he's got no social media well, yeah Twitter, I think like the most recent post is like from 10 years ago. And it's like, just went to Outback State ha Steakhouse, had a great, <laughs> great prime rib, something like that. So it was, yeah, he's, he keeps it simple. I, and there's something to be said about that, especially in New York media. Like you, he just blocks it all out. And yeah, he's just a ball player. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, like I, I just want to know what he does because oh. he's the, anyone that doesn't agree with this is stupid. He's the, most he's the best pitcher when he's healthy right now in the league. Like it's yeah. not even close. I don't think anyone even comes close. And in addition to that, he's a freak. Like a genetic like because he's what six four, 180 pounds, 185 oh, pounds. Yeah. Soaking wet. Throwing a hundred hundred miles an hour for nine straight innings. What is he doing in the offseason? 
and the cool part was is watching him. I mean, he came up as an afterthought. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to go to the bullpen at first, but somebody got hurt. So he, I remember this very clearly. Two two pitchers came up at the time. There was Rafael Montero and him. Montero was the guy coming up, and Degrom was going to go to the bullpen. Somebody gets hurt, so he gets to start. It was against the Yankees. Had a really good start, and he just kept building off of that another good start another good start and he was probably 93 94 at the time topping and year after year it's like what he could throw 96 what, he could throw 97 then he starts sitting 100 it's like what the hell happened how did how yeah what, no what did you do yeah that's in i it's crazy i don't know i oh, man i'd be really interested to see it but he's just not a media guy he's no. not a big media he doesn't do a lot of media stuff so no. i we may never know it may be one of the secrets. Only those that are really close around him will know the secret. Yeah, I know. I got one one story from my pitching coach here because my pitching coach went to Pepperdine and was a grad assistant there before he got here. So Marcus Stroman works out at Pepperdine during mm -hmm. summers. And I think he said something. He's like, dude, he doesn't even lift during season. Um it's just like you'll see him drinking Mountain Dews and next thing you know, goes out, shoves. I have, I have a, I'm not going to say a name. I will not say a name, but there is a professional pitcher that is in, he's playing right now, currently throws insanely hard. Right. And one of my teammates is friends with one of his old teammates. And that he was like this dude. And for anyone listening, we're not, I'm not condoning this. He goes, this dude was the big, because he played with him in college, and he goes, this dude was the biggest stoner and just, like, late, like, didn't want to do anything, anything at all, the enti his entire career, like, when he was there. And he did it, like, we'd go on winter break, and he wouldn't touch a baseball the entire time. He'd come back, he'd come back, he's his first pen, he's 95 to 97. Yep, there's, there's some guys are different, and as much as we could complain and say it's not fair, it's just some guys are like that. They can just pick they up are, a ball. They're that guy. They are that guy. They are, and uh, other guys like you know we got a scratch and claw for those for those low nineties numbers. Um, you got to do the eyewash TikTok workouts, man. You see, you know Austin Schultz or uh, yeah. yeah, Austin Schultz the on the TikTok where he's like hitting coaches in like twenty twenty four be like if pitching. I got somehow I ended up getting top comment on his most recent pitching drills video. Because I, I dropped a little funny. I was like, oh, oh, I said not optimal enough. You need more unilateral movements. There you go. It's him nice. on like, he's like on a Bosu ball with like a shoulder tube. Just like, like just stupid stuff. Yeah. And then you get some other guy hasn't picked up a ball in months. And then boom, 95. <laughs> it's like, uh, this is not fair. But it's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I've I've been around a lot of those guys. But I do. I will say this for anyone listening that thinks that they are that guy. I'm going to, you aren't 90% of the time. You are not that guy. Please just do your, do stuff. You know, you go, you get in the gym, you know, focus on arm care, get a throwing routine, set a routine down. You know, most, like, most guys aren't freaks. A lot of the guys you see on TV that looked at that you think are likely had to develop into what they became. You just see the finished product, mm -hmm. you know, and not to mention, we don't, we just don't know what DeGrom does. I mean, he developed into, I mean, he he went from an average low nineties fastball to sitting at a hundred. He did something. We just don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. And then, so this is my biggest pet peeve with TikTok. So, 
<laughs> I get on there one day and it's, it's, it's a training facility. I won't say where, but they're talking about like, man, you know, this guy, you know, they're using Ronald Acuna as an example. They're like, man, he doesn't even pick up a weight at all. Like he doesn't lift anything like that, but look, he's able to do all this. You don't need to lift. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not, let's not go there. All right. You're not Ronald Acuna. This is, yeah. this is my biggest pet peeve. With Ronald Acuna, then go for it. Do what you I'm want. I'm like, this is my biggest pet peeve when it comes to social media gurus, man. Is they are always like, hey, man, they don't do it. You don't need to do it. And it's like, no, no, they don't do it because they are that guy. They don't. They don't necessarily need to. They know the proper way to move. They can not lift a weight and still be able to hit a ball. What did he hit? Like 450 feet this year. At like 120 miles an hour. Hit that was... one ball at Dodger Stadium that I've something some absurd yeah. exit velocity that was out in a second mm-hmm. no yeah Felt it's surgery guy as well towards acl so yeah but i mean that's that's how it is and these guys just get on there and they're like yeah don't do this don't do that don't do that and it's like no please don't don't listen to yep. these people like how are you guys how do they have a platform still like you got to do stuff i mean for me I, if i don't throw for two weeks and I come back, I'd, I'd be shocked if I could throw 85 miles an hour. You yeah, know? I'm right, right there with you. I mean, I've been, I mean, on-ramping again. My arm has seen better days or mm. starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But it's like, I don't know how guy, we had a, I mean, there was a guy on our team that he could just in his sleep throw 90-92, like in his sleep. He could not pick up a ball for weeks, throw for a week. Next thing you know, hops on a mound, 90-92 just like yeah no i i i mean yesterday so yesterday i had a bullpen and i could tell that i wasn't throwing hard like at all and i was like all right i gotta do something different so then today i got out there and i was like i'm gonna like rip them like tomorrow is our we have a travel day tomorrow because we're going mm -hmm. for our weekend series and i was like all right i'm not gonna be able to throw that much tomorrow so i'm just gonna rip them today like i gotta do something speed up the body you know apply some intensity yeah. So that's what I did today in my throwing, but just because I, I just based that off of, okay, I wasn't throwing very, I wasn't moving as fast as I would have liked to in my bullpen yeah. the day before. And I still felt good, but I was like, all right, let's try to get something behind these. And that's what yeah. I did today. And even my throwing partner today was like, yo dude, like it was coming out pretty good today. That's good. Right. I was like, nice. I love to hear it. I love that. Uh, but James, who do you got? Who you got this upcoming weekend? Uh, we're playing Chico state. Chico we're, State. We're, we're on the road. Um, our game got moved back from because of rain to starting on Saturday. Um, so yeah, we're playing Chico. Uh, like I said, I don't know if I'll be traveling this weekend or not, but whether or not I am, well, big series for us. Big series because yeah. we they're one ahead of us in the regional rankings. So if we we take care of business between them and Cal State San Bernardino a week ago, that would really really help us out. Oh yeah. Are you guys play double header on double headers and then like a single, or do you play like one play game every day? Four, four a weekend, Friday, double Saturday, and then one game on Sunday. But this mm -hmm. this weekend, because of rain, it it could it could possibly be two double headers. Ah, ouch. Yeah, those suck. Yep. I lucked out. I got I got the, the conference I'm in is a the D one schedule. We play two a game Tuesday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just the yep. 189 game. I the, the people I it always cracks me up when you're younger. They're like, Yeah, just play the double header, you get the games out of the way. 
And then as you get older, you're like, dude, can we just do one nine inning game? <laughs> like, those, just... those, those double headers at Pima were long days, long days. Oh yeah. You're out there from, yeah, you're out there from eight 30 to seven o'clock and then. Yeah. You just, you don't get to eat. You, it's just mm-hmm. long days. Builds grit, builds, builds character. Is <laughs> that Juco? We got Juco products. So I don't know. Yeah. We got, we got a fun weekend ahead of us. It'll be a good, it'll be good good series we got the number eight team in the country nice yeah missouri, missouri southern they're gonna be they're good we played them last year in the regular season we got swept by them we made the the playoffs and then we played them in our first round and we ended up losing but we won the second game to give us a chance to play in the third game and it was a close game i think we only lost by like two two or three runs so we're right there with them. They're, they're this is the same. They're a really good team, like hitting wise. They hit really well. Their pitching is they'll have a couple guys that are good, like really good, but for the most part, nothing like a crazy, crazy good, you know? But mm-hmm. they just they hit the shit out of the baseball. Let me tell you. I think they're leading D two right now in hits. Like as a whole team, and we're only yeah. what, fourteen what, fifteen, sixteen games into the season. Something like that. Yeah, so they're it'll be fun. I'm excited to pitch because I know he, my coach, comes up to me because you know, as I've just been asking him, now, I'm like, oh, let me pitch, let me pitch, and he's like, he's like, you're 100 percent throwing this weekend. Like, I don't know when, like, what situation it'll be, but you, you'll, you will pitch. And I was like, all right, cool, because he wants to get me back out there. But I'm excited for it. Yeah, and I fun. know, no, I know, and I know you're, I'm, you're excited to get back out there. I know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm ready. That's. Like I, I think I said earlier in the in the show, I was some teammates are like, "You can travel this weekend." I'm like, "I don't know, but if I do, I'm I'm freaking ready. I'm I'm fired up." Oh yeah, if you do, dude, you're gonna have to let me know how it goes. Yeah, then we'll see if we get thrown in there or not. But I'd yeah. I'd love to. Heck, I, I'm ready to go. It's been a long time, long time waiting with these injuries. You got a homecoming, baby. Let's go. We got the James exactly. Coble homecoming homecoming dance either this weekend or next weekend. So. It'll, it'll be a fun time. Coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I think we're just going to wrap it up here right now because, you know, what are we at? Like an hour or so? Sounds yeah. Something like that. I don't a know. A little over an hour, yeah. Yeah, look at that. Perfect, perfect timing. You know, try to keep these around like an hour-ish, something like that. But, James, thanks for coming on, man. Wishing yeah. you the best of luck. Thank you for having me. Of course.